Welcome to Open Your Eyes, a podcast about opening our eyes to a new view of life. I'm McKay Christensen, and I'm thrilled you joined us today. Not long ago, Forbes magazine reported on a large study that was conducted to discover a bit more about podcast listeners. And here's what they learned. A staggering 116 million people listened to a podcast last month. One out of five people listened to podcasts weekly, and most respondents said they listen at home or in their car or during exercise. Each year, the number of podcast listeners is growing by about 21%. And a third of the people listen to podcasts on Spotify, 26% on Apple, and the rest on other mediums. So, no, you are riding a big wave of podcast consumption in the market today. And we hope that you tune in each week to this podcast and that it helps you think about how you can open your eyes to your potential in life. And if it does help you, please don't hesitate to share this link with a friend. It may be what they need in their life today. Let's get started. Today, I'd like to talk to you about enjoying the ride. Now, this topic is especially important as you go about setting goals for the upcoming year. You see, too often we go about setting goals the wrong way. We reluctantly write down the things we need to change or goals for our business and life, thinking of the work and effort it will take to reach those goals, all the while missing the infusion of energy and joy that this time of year and goal setting can bring to our life. And much of that is determined by how we decide to enjoy the ride. Alfonso was born in Mexico City. His father was a doctor, and he had a mother who was a biologist. And as a result, he was educated and had advantages in life. And with those advantages, his interests led him to filmmaking. While in college, he met two fellow students, and together they created a film. The success of this early film got him noticed, and soon he was directing both TV and films. His first hit was A Little Princess, starring Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert De Niro. Then this Mexican director was asked to direct Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And then he directed Children of Men. But during this time, he was seeking a story that he could bring to the screen himself, that he could write, direct, and produce. So he teamed up with his son, and they started to write a screenplay. It was a story about two astronauts who are deserted in space when their spacecraft is destroyed by orbiting debris. Incredibly, the two screenwriters wrote the screenplay in six weeks, a remarkably short time by any stretch of the imagination, and the movie, Gravity, would go on to be a monster success. But the writing wasn't without its challenges. At one point in the screenplay, the writers were blocked. They were stuck. And they didn't know how to move the story forward. You see, in the movie, the lead character, Ryan Stone, is played by Sandra Bullock. And Ryan had lost her daughter to an accident years earlier, and as a result, struggled with her purpose in life. And after her spacecraft is destroyed by orbiting debris, she and fellow astronaut, played by George Clooney, reach the International Space Station, called the Soyuz. But Clooney's character, Matt, is lost and floats off into space 
when he detaches his tether to save her life. Well, Stone makes it to the Soyuz, but after several attempts to start the engine, she realizes the jets, the power of the spacecraft, are out of fuel. It was at this point that the riders got stuck. They didn't know how to get Stone out of this situation in the story. They wanted to create a miracle moment, not only to rescue her from space, but also to rescue her in life. And how could they weave together the message that there is hope, even when it seems that there is none? How could they bring peace to Ryan Stone to let her know that even though she had great loss, that life was worth pursuing? Well, it was George Clooney who gave them the idea. To help them, Clooney wrote a draft of the scene. And his draft, his ideas, unclogged their thinking, and the scene became one of the greatest in the history of cinema. Here was Clooney's suggestion. The scene begins with Stone sitting in the Soyuz with no fuel for the engines. She's given up. She turns off the oxygen, closes her eyes, waiting for the slow sleep of death. Now, here are the words from the actual screenplay. For a long while, Ryan merely sits there. She's gently humming a tune. It's a lullaby. She surrenders. She weeps. A quiet, deep sorrow that silently grows in intensity and that finally explodes into a soft wail. Tears float around her in space like tiny satellites. She closes her eyes and her breathing relaxes and she begins to fall asleep until... Click, click, click. She opens her eyes startled. Click, click, click. She turns and looks at the porthole. Through the glass, she sees a helmet of an astronaut who is looking in. It's Matt. He knocks again, this time louder. Well, Matt, played by George Clooney, enters the Soyuz. He eventually settles into the seat next to Ryan and tells her they need to travel about 100 miles to the Chinese space station. She says they can't because they're out of fuel for the engines. But he says, well, there's always something. There's always something we can do. Did you try the soft landing jets? Ryan says they're for landing. Well, landing is launching. It's the same thing. Didn't you learn anything in training? Do you want to go back to Earth or do you want to stay here? I mean, I get it. It's nice up here. You can just shut down all the systems, turn out the lights, and just close your eyes and tune out everybody. But you have to start living life, Ryan. If you decide to go back to Earth, then you got to get on with it sit back, and enjoy the ride. There it is. This is what Clooney gave to the riders. If you've decided, then you got to get on with it. you got to enjoy the ride. And he did more than give it to the riders. He gave it to you and me as well. If you've decided, then you got to get on with it. you got to enjoy the ride. Well, next in the script, Ryan opens her eyes. She realizes that she's been dreaming. But the dream gave her a new idea for how to power the craft to safety, and it gave her a new view. You see, when she decided to enjoy the ride, everything changes. And she does. She makes it to the Chinese space station. She straps in, and she decides to go on the ride of her life and makes it back to Earth. Here's the thing. You and I are a bit like Ryan Stone. Last year, at the turn of the new year, we may have set a few goals, and we might not have achieved them. And we may have tried and then shut down and failed to engage because we ran out of fuel, so to speak. But here you are again at the beginning of a new year. And what if you took George Clooney's advice? 
What if you decided, but also added that extra magic to get on with it and enjoy the ride? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the attempts, the ups and downs of your struggle to improve. You see, too often we get stressed or anxious at our goals rather than enjoying the things we learn along the way. When we enjoy the ride, we have a different mindset. Let's say you've decided again to grow your business to a certain level, something you've decided before, but this time you decide to enjoy the ride, to really enjoy the people, the process, the work, and yes, even the difficulties. You decide to be grateful for everything that comes with it. Would things be different? I think so. Or let's say your goal is to be a better parent, less yelling, more patient, more productive, and more time coaching. But this time you decide to do that and enjoy the ride, to smile at the little things, to enjoy the moments, as infrequent, as small as they might be, and to take note of what's good in the process. You see, with either of these scenarios, you can see how enjoying the ride can make a big difference. So if that sounds good, then let's talk for a few minutes about how to enjoy the ride. The first essential piece to the puzzle of doing so is to leave behind a few things. That's right, to jettison into space a few things that have been holding you back. We all have these pieces of junk that we've been holding on to, these needless things that keep us from truly enjoying the ride. You know, fears and doubts and the logical reasons why you can't or won't. And if you're holding on to a few doubts or difficulties, then learn a lesson from the script in Gravity. After her dream, Ryan Stone has set the coordinates for the landing rockets, and before she pushes the button, before she launches into space, she talks out loud to Matt, who she knows has died, and this is what she says in the script. Listen to me, Matt. You're going to see a girl with brown hair. She's Sarah, my daughter. Her hair is probably a mess, and that's okay. She doesn't like to brush it. You give her a big hug and tell her mama misses her. Tell her she's my angel and she makes me so proud. Tell her I promise to try and make her proud too. Tell her that I'm not quitting. You tell her I love her, Matt. I love her so much. And with that, she pushes the fire button and launches the craft into the unknown. Well, the same goes for you and me. To start anew this year, say whatever prayers need to be said. Say goodbye to whatever things have been holding you back and fire away. Leave the excuses or fears or worries behind and just enjoy the ride and go where your new goals are going to take you. You see, too often, worries cause us to give up. It's my experience that when you're on the brink of giving up and you decide to try again, that quite often the very miracle you need comes your way to power you forward. Your story, your screenplay, your life doesn't stop here just because you're momentarily stuck. There is always a way. And here's what I'm absolutely sure of. You are facing whatever you are facing, a weakness, a challenging goal, a difficult circumstance for a reason. And God is aware of where you are and what you need to do. You're not alone. And I believe one of the things we're supposed to learn in this life is to have faith. And faith is trying again when you don't see a way. Trying again when you aren't sure if you have the strength. Trying again because there's a more remarkable you waiting. 
You can do what you set out to do. You can overcome. You can persevere. Don't doubt that a miracle tailored just for you is waiting after you try one more time. And take a lesson from gravity. Buckle in and enjoy the ride. The gravity of life is going to pull you one direction or another. That's the way it is with gravity. But this time, try again and enjoy the ride. And here's the thing. When you set a goal, envision how the pursuit of that goal will be an adventure, how you will grow as a person, the joy and energy that could come about as a result of the pursuit of the goal. And when you add that type of feeling to your goal setting, now you are much more likely to reach the goal. As you approach your goals this year, enjoy the ride. One author shared the words from a wise old man who told him, Young man, if I could change one thing, I would have lived more for today and less for tomorrow. I buried my wife 31 years ago and seldom see my three daughters and grandchildren, all who reside on the East Coast. A few years before I retired, I remember thinking how I never enjoyed the ride to work because I was always thinking about what I had to do when I got to work. And if I could do it again, this time I would drive a different way to work every day just to enjoy the commute more. During my first break, I was always thinking about what I had to do when I got back from break. At lunchtime, I ate some great food, enjoyed some great fellowship with my coworkers, but uppermost in my mind were the tasks that lie ahead after my lunch was finished. On the way home from work, I was always thinking about what I had to do when I got home. At dinner, I found myself thinking about what needed doing when I finished eating. Many times when I laid my head on my pillow, I was thinking about the next morning. Young man, what I'm trying to say is don't press on and miss the moments you only get to experience once. Life is short. Enjoy the ride. Why is it that when we set a big goal, that sometimes it robs us of our ability to enjoy the moment? Well, it's often because we're focused on what's next. And maybe we're afraid a bit of that big goal or what it's going to take to achieve it. And that fear occupies our focus. Years ago, I was asked to speak to an audience about fear. The company they worked for was facing an uncertain economy and a number of other factors. And as a result, many of those in the audience were giving in to their fears. And I wanted them to see that they didn't have to listen to their fears. They could have faith and enjoy the ride. So I brought along a video to illustrate my point. The video showed a dad and his daughter on a roller coaster ride. And this just wasn't any coaster. It was one of those in which you're strapped in and shot straight up and fall straight down and go upside down several times. The camera is mounted directly in front of the father and daughter so you can see the expressions on their face the entire time. The video is a lesson in contrast. The dad is anxious, screams in fear, and closes his eyes the entire ride. The daughter does the opposite. She smiles, laughs, screams in delight, and has the time of her life. Both were on the same ride, but one enjoyed it and the other missed the entire experience. You and I are the same. We're on the same ride, ups and downs, turns and twists. We can open our eyes and enjoy the ride if we choose. As one author put it, your life right now may not be the party you had hoped for, but while you're here, you might as well dance. You know, not long ago, Steve Gilliland told this story. 
In class one day, a group of students were asked to list what they thought were the present seven wonders of the world. Though there were some disagreements, the following received the most votes. Egypt's Great Pyramids, Taj Mahal, Grand Canyon, Panama Canal, Empire State Building, St. Peter's Basilica, and the Great Wall of China. While gathering the votes, the teacher noted that one quiet student hadn't turned in her paper yet. So she asked the girl if she was having trouble with her list, and the girl replied, yes, a little. I couldn't quite make up my mind because there were so many things to choose from. The teacher said, well, tell us what you have and maybe we can help. The girl hesitated, then read, I think the seven wonders of the world are to see, to hear, to touch, to taste, to feel, to laugh, and to love. This leads me to my second suggestion for enjoying the ride. Think abundantly. Abundance is really your ability to see more in life more options, more choices, more resources. And that starts with noticing more. Here's what I've experienced. When you give more time to noticing, new opportunities appear, new doors open. When you notice what is intriguing about people, you make better friends. When you notice what is good in your life, you take less for granted and you immediately become more wealthy as a result. When you give time to notice the abundance around you, your bad days become good days. Here's what one author said. You're not going to build a billion-dollar business on a string of bad days. It has to be a sequence of your very best days. And that's true. To reach your goals, you're going to have to string together a lot of very good days. So how do you turn your average days into very good days? Get abundant. Remember, you're more than enough. Your family is enough. What skills you have are enough. When you bring these engaging and positive feelings to bear and realize that you're working for something bigger and better, you arrive at this point of feeling able and determined and relaxed and inspired. And as a result, you get enough insight and strength to reach your goals. You see, too often we think there isn't enough time or you just can't find the right people or whatever things you believe don't or won't come your way. For example, in your business, do you believe there is an abundant number of people who would like to partner with you, but you just need to find them? If that's your attitude, it impacts your drive each day compared to thinking that there is no one interested. I found that being abundant requires this Weird combination of blind optimism and confidence. You aren't quite sure how you'll reach your goal, but you're confident if you fully engage, life will show you a way. Next, to enjoy the ride, slow down and make the most important decisions in your life. You may ask, what do you mean? Well, many of us don't ever decide the most important things. And as a result, we struggle with decision-making and direction in our life. Instead, you can make your most important decisions once and enjoy the ride letting those decisions guide you. Recently, one author identified the five most important decisions all of us make in life. And if you were to identify what those decisions are, what would be your top five? Well, here's the first. What are your values? When you decide what your values are, they begin to guide your life. For example, do you value financial security before buying and having things? 
Have you decided that faith in God is a value upon which you will place importance? Do you value people and time with people ahead of status or achievement? I decided early in life that financial security was something I valued. I was willing to have less of what my neighbors had early in life in order to have security later in life. And when I gave up needing to be like my neighbors, I started to enjoy the ride. Well, the next major decision that the authors wrote about is this. What type of friends and people will you surround yourself with? Answering this question is incredibly important because it will direct your life and determine very much the amount of joy you will have along the way. Now, the three other decisions that the authors suggested were what environment will you live in, what career will you choose, and who will you marry? And I agree these are important decisions. But over time, who you will marry, your career, and your environment can change. So instead, I'd suggest these important decisions. What role will God and gratitude play in your life? What type of spouse will you be? And who do you want to become before you pass from this earth? Well, whatever you believe the most important decisions are in life, here's the point. Once we decide these very important things, we can enjoy the ride because these decisions can guide our life. And because these decisions are made, we can spend more time enjoying who we are meant to become. Next, to reach our goals and enjoy the ride requires we take a risk. If I could travel back in time and give myself a little advice to follow in my life, it would be to take more risks and not worry so much about the outcome. Work hard, but take more risks. You know, it seems we're programmed to travel through life minimizing risk, when in fact we ought to be trying new things, doing the less than obvious, and seeking opportunities we might not otherwise seek. This brings joy and variety and experience to our lives. When I was a young man, I wasn't a risk taker. Perhaps I was worried I would fail or it would take hard work, and my prevailing mindset was to avoid risk. But that changed for me as a result of Coach Davis Knight. Coach Knight was an English teacher, theater instruction, debate coach, and football coach. But he was much more than that. He was inspiring. And he was not afraid to expect, demand, and to get the best of his students. On the athletic field, the veins would swell on his neck and he would bark commands. He'd say, we're going to make it to the turf, meaning we would play in the state championship game on the artificial turf at the university stadium. Well, Coach Knight got his hooks in me when I played football, but it wasn't on the football field where he turned around my way of thinking and gave me confidence. It was in class. One day in the hallway, he walked up to me and told me I was going to be on the debate team. I was taken back. I didn't like debate. I didn't like speaking in front of people. I wasn't signed up for the class, and it wasn't a popular thing to do. And most of all, I was super afraid to try. But when Davis Knight says you're on the debate team, you're on the debate team. He even chose my debate events, extemporaneous debate and impromptu speaking. In both events, you're handed a topic, given a few minutes to prepare, and expected to speak on the topic like an expert. Well, it was way out of my comfort zone. My mindset only allowed me to see everything that could go wrong. I would be embarrassed. I'd make mistakes. I'd subject myself to ridicule. And that was all I could see. And I definitely couldn't see who I could become if I gave myself to this opportunity. But 
Coach Knight was always there, pushing me forward. And slowly, I learned to organize my thinking and improve my language and look people in the eye and upgrade my argument and elevate my posture and to rise and become better than I had been before. And of all the things that happened to me as a young man, this was perhaps the most significant. You see, I lost the first three debate matches badly. But Coach Knight was there. Come on, Chris. He called me Chris because of my last name, Christensen. Come on, Chris. You can do better than that. You've got it inside you. Step up and be yourself, he'd say. And I did. Each time my view changed. And I started to realize that I had it inside myself. I started to win. You see, I started to open my eyes to the talent inside of me. And perhaps the most memorable day was before our state championship debate meet. Coach Knight gathered us in a room and gave us a pep talk. It was glorious. He yelled, got red-faced, hit the wall, and gave us the speech of a lifetime. And at the end of the speech, he said, I want all of you to go and brush up against Chris and let some of his winning ways rub off on you. He knows how to win. He knows how to make it to the turf. Now, the reason this was so great is because the debate team was filled with very cute girls. And all throughout the day, they would walk up to me, brush up against me, slide their fingers through my hair, and give me a little hug. And I thought, boy, I love Coach Knight. I get goosebumps when I recall his voice saying, come on, Chris, you can do better than that. You've got it inside you. Step up and be yourself. It impacts me still to this day. And I say the same to you. Come on, Jill. Come on, Mike, Lori, Joe, or whatever your name is. You've got it inside you. Step up and be yourself. You have more talent inside you than you know. And you are endowed with gifts that are unique to you. And if you will just fix your view on who you can become and the possibilities of your life, you will begin to magnify those talents. You will begin to enjoy the ride. Now, perhaps you've doubted in the past. You've only seen the hazards or the risks, but that can change today. Choose to risk. Choose joy. And choose adventure. Why take a risk? Why try that new business? Why throw yourself into this new endeavor with all your heart? Why set goals and risk failing again? Because it builds a new you. Research has shown that the benefits that come your way from trying something new, stepping out of your comfort zone, and taking on something you can be passionate about creates purpose, energy, and passion. This is the stuff life is made of. And it doesn't have to be some great thing like starting a new company. It can be as simple as taking a class or joining a new group or setting a new goal. Emerson said, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. When you enjoy the ride, you don't blame as much. You lose the need to blame people or circumstances, even if you don't reach your goal. Why? Because you gain so much along the way that there is nothing to blame. Zig Ziglar said, never blame anyone in your life. Good people give you happiness. Bad people give you experience. Worst people give you a lesson. Best people give you memories. So as we end today, remember Ryan Stone sitting in the Soyuz. Do everything you can, then let gravity have its way and enjoy the ride. Set your goals and do all you can to reach those goals, but decide to enjoy the ride. 
There's so much joy if you'll pay attention to people and purpose and possibilities along the way in reaching your goals this year. Remember, as you work, to see, to hear, to touch, to taste, to feel, to laugh, and to love. And as you do, your goal setting and living this year will be much more inspired and effective. Most of all, thanks for being here today. And don't forget to share this podcast with a friend and join us next week for another podcast as we learn to open our eyes to who and what we can become.